Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Ty Crandall. Ty, are you ready to do this? I was born ready. <laughs> Excellent. Let's do this. <laughs> Ty is the CEO of Credit Suite. He is a speaker, author, frequent guest, and contributor to Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc., Fox, ABC, and CBS. He's also the host of the Business, Credit, and Finance Show podcast. I'm excited to have you on. Ty, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Uh, let me see. Personal life, I, uh, I'm a uh, devoted uh, husband and father. I've got two amazing kids nice. and an amazing wife and uh, love my family. So everything I do is really around that. And then work-wise, I'm just blessed, man. I, I get to come to work every day and do what I absolutely love to do. And so it's it's cool, man. It's it's cool to help business owners get money. And I love business. So it's just cool to work with so many different kind of business owners and industries and get to like learn what they do and how they do it. So I just I love what I do. Excellent. Well, tell us a little bit more about helping people get money. How does that usually manifest? Well, what we've really found is that you know there's a ton of capital out there, but the, the general problem I think right now is that business owners just don't know where to go to get it. And you know you've got lenders like On Deck that are big in the alternative lending space, but you know they're only lending based on revenue. Even though you can go to their website and they won't tell you that, so you could go in with an 850 credit score and still get denied. And then there's you know other lenders that'll lend only based on credit score, based on your stock value, or all these different factors. And so what happens is you know since lenders are offering one or two programs, we just find that most people don't even have any idea where to start. They go find the wrong source. They get denied, think they can't get money. So what we do is just pull all the legitimate funding sources in one place. So that way, you know, when we talk to a client, we could, or talk to a potential customer, we could just basically help lead them to all the funding they can get through all the sources versus just, you know, only being able to access one or two programs. Yeah, I can certainly see that. I mean, just off the top of my head, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you that many different funding sources. So, I imagine I'm probably not unlike everybody else. Um, yeah, I think so. You know, the way the way we do it, I mean, we help businesses get money, and there's really three ways we do it. We we do it by connecting with loans. We we do it by helping them build business credit, which is one of the driving factors to qualify for a lot of the financing and loans. Uh, and then we help them improve fundability. We kind of help you know the average person connect with what lenders are really looking for that they don't understand, and then helping them meet that criteria so they're going in the front door already pre-qualified. Got it. So, what are the uh, what are the common reasons that people are seeking money that, that you're finding? Well, I think there's two types. I think that a lot of people are looking for a revolving credit or credit lines or credit cards um, just to have there as they need them. And then I think a lot of people are also looking for capital we find to start the business or for expansion. Those are typically the three reasons. You know, they're, The business is trying to scale and needs more money to be able to do so. Somebody's trying to get the business off the ground. Statistically, in, in that scenario, 75% of, of, of the people are getting money from family, friends, outside sources. Um, and then, you know, Again, it really comes down to uh, you know being able to get the money to start the business or grow, you know, or, or looking for the expansion capital. Got it. And so, oftentimes, you're a, a business that's that's maybe just getting started. You're interested in starting, and so you your business doesn't have any credit at all, and so it's probably going to be tough to get traditional. Um, or you, and, and like 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 you mentioned, you don't necessarily have revenue, so. Tell us a little bit about what business credit is and how that gets built, why that's so important. 
Well, you know, everybody's familiar. You know, most business owners I talk to are obviously familiar with consumer credit, and most people just don't know. You know, Entrepreneur Magazine reports ninety percent of business owners just know nothing about what business or corporate credit is. But fundamentally, it's exactly the same as consumer credit. It's just for a business. You know, business credit is where a business is building its own credit profile, its own credit score, and just like with consumer credit, the more credit that the business obtains and uses, uh, the higher the limits get, the more tiers of credit and and other types of financing become available um, either in entirely based on that business credit profile and score or in large part or even factor of that calculating whether or not somebody's able to get approved. So business credit is just the driving factor if you know if somebody's going to get approved for financing, how much money they're going to get approved for, the rates and terms that they'll pay. But it's also a pretty cool way just to get money like when somebody can't get money through other means, which commonly happens. Got it. All right. So covered some of the stumbling blocks. So what what is a traditional process then? And you've streamlined the process by bringing it all together, but somebody comes to you and they say, okay, this sounds interesting. How, how does it work? Well, the very first thing anybody's going to do, whether they're working with us or, or, or getting ready for financing on their own, is to understand that you know the number one thing that banks are now looking at is just fraud. And so what we find is that a lot of loan applications are denied not because applicants didn't qualify. It's because of just discrepancies between the application and other data lenders have access to that are throwing up alerts, which lead them to believe it could be the potential fraud and deny the application. And so it's interesting because I think so many people go in the front door and think that it's about not having the revenue or these other things. But what they don't realize is that their names not being spelled exactly on the application is what's on the secretary of state or you know a discrepancy see even in phone number. We saw the denial the other day because the phone number they put on the application wasn't exactly the same as what was listed and they didn't know where it was listed. Well, you know, there's these all this data is collected through these data warehouses on the back end that the lenders have access to that your average person just doesn't know about. So the first thing is to know that you've got to have everything consistent. Your name, your address, your phone number, everything for the business needs to be consistent on what you put on the application to what's on your bank statement, to what's on your secretary of state records, to what's on your website. Site. Everything needs to be consistent. Um, you need to have a business phone number. You need to have a business website, a business fax number. That phone number needs to be listed with 411. A lot of lenders and credit issuers use that as a credit check or, or as a credibility check. You want to make sure that you have a real physical address or consider a virtual address. You know, Nowadays, you're going to see a picture of the, the, the business address on the business credit reports. So if you don't want to picture your home on the credit report, you probably don't want to use the home address, but you want to avoid PO boxes. You want to avoid UPS addresses. You want to have any you know necessary licenses that you need. Um, so you know set up your entities to get your free EIN. Get set up with reporting agencies. You can get a, a Dunn's number from Dunn and Bradstreet for free. That's really the first step in anything to do with financing and business credit. Is you know, one, make sure your stuff is consistent so it's not potential fraud. And two, look in and scrutinize every line item you're filling out in an application and make sure that the question of it does this make me look credible? And the answer is yes. Don't be using addresses and home phone numbers and mobile phones and all these things that can make you look uncredible. And if you do that, it's really the first step to to giving yourself the best chance of getting approved for credit and financing. I think that's <clears throat> that's I think that's super interesting. And I don't think that people really consider that and think about it's not that they're nobody's trying to well let me back up I, I don't think that for somebody who's honest and just trying to get credit is trying to defraud anybody but they don't realize that these banks 
are so meticulous in their compliance that even little things would throw off the whole process. So I appreciate that very much. All right. And from, from there, what happens next? Well, the next step is that you really want to, if you've already got set up with the reporting agencies, the next thing you want to do is start getting some initial credit on your business credit reports. You know, the biggest problem in our world is that 97% of trade credit doesn't report. And as a consumer, you're just kind of used to that. You're used to everything reporting. If you go to Target and they offer you 20% off to get a credit card, you know that's going to be on your credit report. Like there's just no question of that. But in our world, a lot of the credit that, that business owners are obtaining, it doesn't report anywhere. Or even worse, some of it reports the consumer reporting agencies. So the next Next thing you got to do is you need to get initial credit on that business credit report, and there's really a few different ways you could do it. Um, one is you start with vendor accounts. These are places like Uline and Quill, Gimplers, Granger, uh, and these vendors are unique because they do two things. One, they'll give you credit even when you've never had any credit before on your business credit reports, and Second, they'll report that credit to the business credit reporting agency, so you could buy legitimately stuff you really want and need. And then you get credit for that on your business credit board. It establishes your initial accounts. So that's one way to do it. Another way is if you have good credit, there are services out there where you've got people that all they do specialize in in you know credit cards and getting you business credit cards. And they can get you about five business credit cards uh, with you know limits of ten thousand or higher. And those only report to the business credit reporting agency. So that way you're not getting business cards that report on your consumer credit report, which many do, like Capital One. Um, and the third option is we've got a link at creditsuite.com forward slash monitoring. And at creditsuite.com forward slash monitoring, there's just a, a way you can access Experian um, and Dun & Bradstreet and Credit Safe credit reports. And you can add items to Credit Safe and Experian that you already have. So you could take your utilities, you could take your cell phone, you could take that kind of stuff and add it to your business credit reports. So those are really the three best ways to add initial credit. However you go about it, you want to add about five accounts to move on to the next stage of the process. Got it. Okay. So get to five, and then what is the next stage? Well, the next step is really revolving credit. You know, this is what I call this the retail credit tier. And in the retail credit tier, you're basically just getting credit with every kind of major retailer that you could think of. Uh, you know, Nordstrom, Macy's, all the way to Apple, Dell, Best Buy, Sam's Club, Costco, uh, you know, Office Depot, Staples, Lowe's, Home Depot, Labor Ready. So that really depends on, on you know, who's obtaining the credit. We've got a lot of clients that are real estate agents, real estate investors, right? And, you know, real estate investors, they're out there getting labor ready. They're out there getting Home Depot and they're getting Lowe's. They're getting everything they need for the fix and flips. They're, uh, you know, then our, our truck driver clients are getting fuel carts to get fuel and repairs and maintenance. And, you know, the people that work in the office are getting the Office Depot and the Staples. So the types of credit people are going to get are going to differ depending on the type of business that they're in. But this is the part where you're getting 10 to you know $50,000 individual limit credit cards at basically every major retailer, including fleet sources too, where you can get fueling, fuel repairs and maintenance of vehicles. Okay. So I think that there's probably a lot of people out there that think, well, if I have all these different credit cards and I'm maybe not using them consistently, that's not good for my score, but that's not the case. Well, when it comes to business credit scoring, it's not as convoluted as consumer credit scoring. You know, the problem with the consumer credit score, the FICO scores, there's five components to the score, payment history, utilization, length of credit, new credit that you're getting, and credit mix. So if you really think about the math of FICO, when you try to improve one area of the score, it sabotages the other. And that, I mean, let's say you don't have a bunch of payment history, so you need to add more accounts to have more payment history. Well, then that would adversely affect your new credit part of the 
equation, right? Because you're putting inquiries on there. And if you're getting new loans, that maxes out your utilization. So FICO literally it's designed where it's like if you improve one part, you're damaging another on the short term. In the business world, the payments are are, are, are the credit score. So Dun & Bradstreet's Paydex score literally depicts how you pay your bills. If you have an 80 score, that means that you pay your bills on time. If you have a 90 score, that means you pay with what they call within a discount period. If you have a 70 score, that means on average you're paying your bills 14 days beyond terms. So it's super simple to be able to get good scores and do it quick because all you need to do is what I outlined to get initial five accounts on there. Once you do that, then what happens is you now have an established credit profile. If you paid the bills as agreed, that gives you a good credit score because those trade lines or those accounts are reporting. And when you have that trifecta of accounts reporting or what we call trade lines, you have the report, you have the score. That's what gives you basically a credit profile that can start helping you get other kinds of credit. Got it. Okay. So we've now established that. We've got got the good score. What's What happens now? Well, you're pretty much at the end now. You know, now at the end, when, when you've got about 10 accounts or 14, depending on which accounts you're going to go to apply for, now you can come in and get auto vehicle financing. Now you can come in and get cat, what's called cash credit, Visa cards, MasterCards, American Express cards you can use anywhere. And that's really the top tier of business credit building. That's going to allow you to get um, any kind of revolving credit you want to get. Um, and it's also going to include the ability to get auto vehicle financing. And at that point, you have a very well-established business credit profile and score that's also going to do wonders to help you with attaining loans and credit lines as well. It won't be the only factor with loans and credit lines as it is with revolving credit cards. It's the only real factor they're looking at. But when it comes to loans and credit lines, it will be a driving factor that will determine if you get approved, how much you'll get, the rates and terms you'll pay. And what kind of a time frame are we talking about if somebody was motivated to get this done? How long would it take to get 10 to 14 accounts? The only thing that determines how long something takes really is, you know, how much somebody how much credit somebody's applying for how and how quickly, right? So if the first thing is to get five accounts, well if you only get five and then one of those takes two months to report, well then you're waiting two months. So my advice is if you need five, get eight, get nine. Because then that way, you know five will hit within 30-day time period. Then you move on to the next one. So that's what we help our clients with. And in the end, our clients are hitting the final tier in about four to six months. But look, I mean, you know, if you're doing this and you don't know what's going on, you're going to have some hurdles. So we see the average person take about two years plus to get to the end. But it can be done in as short of four to four to six months if you're moving quickly and you're kind of working with somebody that knows what's going on or you have a pretty good background or, or idea of what's going on. Got it. Okay. All right, so let's just call it a year. Then it's time to take the next step and start getting larger, larger loans. Well, really, with us, we we believe in doing the both simultaneously. Okay. Because the reality is, is that there's a lot of financing somebody can get immediately. What we're going to want to do is the fundability check, and that's where we're actually going through and making sure that all their stuff matches up and that everything is set up where the business is credible. If they get through that fundability check, then they, you know, we've got clients that are applying for funding in a day or two days. So I really believe in a strategy of going and getting all the money you can get right now while you're building business credits. You're not waiting four, six you know, months or a year to be able to get what you need. Um, so there's a lot of lenders that you can get money without the business credit being looked at or the driving factor. So we help clients do that. Their financing is based on revenue or an asset of some sort or credit of some sort. Uh, and then while we're going through that process, we then talk, start talking to clients. And the next thing to do is to know that you want to kind of progress. The way the funding works, you're going to go with money you can get now. 
then you're going to be able to move up to tier or to, to kind of the next tier, which are term loans and lines of credit. And that really comes when you have better credit and consistent revenue with tax returns. And then you get to the, the trifecta, you get to the, the final, the SBA, and that's when you have a collateral cash flow and good credit. You have all of them. And then we that's where you kind of graduate and get to the final place you want to be, which is the SBA loan. Got it. Okay. And can you give me a sense of, you sort of described three different sort of stepping stones what 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 average amounts are or just and not necessarily average but i guess common amounts of sure. of, of these loans well, it comes, you know, when it comes to getting money, everybody should know that there's three factors. Like I guess, and I kind of briefly mentioned this, that that's factor in. It's I call this the three C's formula. It's called cash, credit, and collateral. And if you ever want to get a loan or a credit line, ever for a business, you need one of those three. You're either going to need to have good credit or you're going to need to have some kind of asset that you can use to collateralize the debt or you're going to need to have consistent revenue. If you have one of those three things, you become lendable. Now, what determines how much you get determines which factor we're looking at and what's the specifics of that factor. So for example, if you're looking to use your credit to get money, well, then you're going to get about five to eight times the amount of your highest credit limit account. So if the highest revolving credit card you have on your personal credits, 10 grand, you're going to get about five to eight times that, which is about 50 to 80 grand, right? If it's $20,000, the highest limit, then same thing. You're getting about five to eight times that. Then if it's revenue, you're going to get about 12% of your annual revenue lent to you. So again, if you do $200,000 in annual revenue, you know, that's $24,000 is about what you can expect to get lent. Um, and then, you know, the, the collateral, it really, you're going to get somewhere between 50 to hundred percent of the value of that collateral. So we have a guy that we just did 1.25 million in funding and he's using his stocks as collateral. So he had 1.25 million in stocks or even more than that. We were able to get him financing for about 90% of the value of his stocks. So that's really what it is. Cash flow, credit collateral. Then if you want to know how much you're going to get, well, how high is your limit? If you're going to credit Avenue, how high is your, your cash flow if you're going that Avenue or how high is the value of the collateral if you're going that avenue. So you and your company will take somebody through this whole process and sort of guide them to be doing the business credit building at the same time and helping them through the process of applying to get these three phases started. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, what we do is a couple things. We're really big on education. You know, the, the first thing everybody should know is you don't need to hire us to do this. You know, you can go to our YouTube channel and we teach you how to do it. It's going to take a lot longer and you're going to have, you know, more frustrations, but you can still do it. And so, you know, on our main website, which we'll talk about later, they can go and get a lot of free education. Um, if somebody's working for us and they're paying us money, usually they're, we're getting paid for the business credit building part. Well, you know, the, the fundability part, the business credit building part, we help all kinds of clients of the financing without charging him anything because, you know, lenders pay us a, a referral fee in a lot of cases for the financing side of things. So, you know, we're there to consult with people and give them an idea what they can qualify for. We also have a bunch of great information online um, that walks through all the different kind of loaning programs, bad credit, good credit, and all the different kind of financing options that are available. Excellent. Well, Ty, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, you know, stop selling and start educating. 
<laughs> I think it's my best tip. I mean, one of the biggest problems I see right now with entrepreneurs is everybody's still in this mindset of trying to sell their stuff. And, you know, we're just not in that culture anymore. You know, we're in a world where people want to be guided by people that they know, like, and trust. And I think that if more people are more focused on taking what they're really passionate about and using that information to really help other people and educate other people, that the money and the sales will follow. But I just think uh, so many people are obsessed with the money and the sale part of it that they forgot to just educate and help. And I think that we need to see a shift like that with entrepreneurs. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Ty, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Then go right to our website, creditsuite.com forward slash EIN. There's a great guide on building business credit. That's creditsuite.com forward slash EIN. And then the top right of our page, there's all kinds of our social media links. And we go live weekly on YouTube and Facebook with training tips. We have hundreds of videos on on YouTube and and our other social channels. Just tons of of free tips and tactics that will help business owners get money for their business. I love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show tie your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to creditsuite.com. Check out all the social media. And it sounds like he practices what he preaches with uh, Start Educating. So thank you again, Ty. Thanks for having me on, George. It was a blast. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!